Welcome to week seven of the fantasy football roadmap. I as I am always the leader of the group, the Matt Ryan in the clubhouse, Ben, joined with uh, my Joe Flacco and Dak Prescott. Deal. I'll take that. Which one are you taking? Oh, I'm Dak. Yeah, I figured. <laughs> so I'm I'm just good enough to win a Super Bowl, and then you'll no, we're bringing in someone stop. better behind you, and hoping that you like catch up. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no, you got Lamar Jackson. I think I'm pretty good for a couple of years. Yeah, we're gonna throw we're gonna throw other people in here every once in a while. Scare you. Alright. Just for like one or two plays and then go around the corner. I'll just suck on purpose. I mean, to be, I mean to be fair, last week you did go seven, seven, and one in our picks. Uh number one overall at five hundred. So, you know, take him to Vegas to break even. Uh nah, you'll lose on the juice. You'll lose on the juice. <laughs> <sorry>. <laughs> I was six, eight, and one in second place, and Steve was five, nine, and one. Coming in third, uh, almost the exact opposite in our daily. Though Steve won our daily, he had what one hundred and forty points with your direct yes, with your team, something like that. Lad was pretty close behind him, and I was dead last. I was in first, for like the first after the afternoon <laughs> games. I thought I had it because I couldn't see what you guys picked. Then but Gurley and Gordon played. Yeah, I didn't realize you guys put up like the number one running backs, and I'm over here like sloughing some players, like trying to get an <laughs> even team. And you guys are like, oh, I got Melvin Gordon and Todd Gurley. <laughs> to be fair, I only did Gurley because Denver was the, because he's I'll Todd Gurley. You. It doesn't matter who's playing. <laughs> <laughs> he's five and a half points. Well, Denver was giving up five and a half yards a carry. I'm like, okay, oh, I take back my prediction that they're going to win this game. Todd Gurley is Todd, Todd Gurley. Gurley. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, if you can ever take Todd Gurley. If you ever have $10,000 left over in daily, take Todd Gurley. <laughs> if you're ever just putting slums out there at wide receiver. <laughs> yeah. Put, or starting or starting Rojo because yeah. you suck at life. Rojo and John Ross. <laughs> then we're going to put in Todd Gurley. It's fine. God, it's good. Oh, uh, well. <laughs> now I know how you play, so I'll win next week. Actually, probably not. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to take Tom Brady. I'm going to take Tom Brady, who's done – you know, I was looking at his stats the other day. We can get into it later, but uh, they're okay. But they're not what you drafted Tom Brady to do. But if but, you drafted Tom Brady, you are you suck. Like, don't draft Tom Brady. Yeah. This year especially, like, quarterbacks are so deep. It's insane. Yeah, and I just, well, I'm going to talk I, about that later because my pick yep. of the week is uh, a young man you might not have heard of before. All right. The anti-Tom Brady. Literally the anti Tom Brady. He throws down. <laughs> and his balls are inflated. <laughs> Fully inflated balls. It's Brocktober, Bold kids. It's Brocktober. Brocktober. <laughs> All right. First game of the week is Denver, Arizona, Thursday night. Awful matchup. Good God. And we have to listen to Joe Buck. Uh, so Better than Jason Witten. <laughs> if Joe Buck and Jason Witten were in the booth, I would actually mute the, mute the telecast. Oh, I, 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 you could probably make a drinking game off of it, too. Oh, God. Every time Joe Buck's offended and every time Jason Witten can't finish a sentence or repeats pulling a rabbit out of his head. Like a moron. Yeah. God. Where'd he pull that one out of? All right, so Denver's a one-point favorite in Arizona. Uh, we got Josh Rosen going up against the used-to-be vaunted defense of the Denver Broncos. And David Johnson, who has less rushing yards on, on, on 30% more carries than Philip Lindsay. Who do you got in this game? Denver minus one. Steve, who you got? I'm going with Arizona. Uh, home team on Thursday night. Mm. Um, I just, that's the way I like to go. Seems to be working out pretty good on Thursday night games. Yes, Thursdays are hard. Uh, mm-hmm. I think a lot of teams aren't ready. Uh, Arizona is 0-3 at home. And Denver is 0-2 away. So one of these teams somehow has to win. <laughs> Although I can see get. a tie. Tie sounds about right. Tie sounds about right. <laughs> I'm also crazy. Yeah. 
sorry. You know what's crazy about this game is uh, the way I set a lot of my lineups is very mm-hmm. and really bad against the run. So yeah. I mean, if at all, um, start running backs. They should be your MVPs right now. Denver's giving up five point eight yards a carry, and Cardinals are giving up four and a half yards a pop. Yeah, Cardinals um, gave up a rushing touchdown to the Vikings. <laughs> First one this year. Yeah, with Latavius Murray. So keep that in mind. So uh, I'm going to take the defense that can't stop the run, but uh, that's going to be Denver. Mm-hmm. I'm picking it strictly because I have faith in Emmanuel Sanders getting the ball. Yeah. And uh, I just think that that defense is a lot closer to being credible than the Cardinals who are just in rebuild mode. Do you feel like this is a Vance Joseph make or break game? Uh, I think either way, Vance Joseph is just fired. I think yeah. he was fired two weeks ago. I remember we had talked a while ago, and I said that they started out 2-0, and I said I would not be surprised if they lost a couple yeah, straight I, games. Here. I was on the other side of that. Now I'm very wrong. I'm the John Elway of picking quarterbacks <laughs> on that one. Uh, I'm going to take the Cardinals minus one, uh, or plus one, sorry. Uh, I I don't care. It's Thursday. Who cares? Some, some weird's going to happen. I'd rather play Madden with the 2016 <laughs> Cleveland Browns than watch this game. I'd rather watch baseball. <laughs> or day three of basketball. That's what I'd rather watch. I'm going to watch the Phoenix Suns play whoever they're playing. Uh, this game, I think you start everybody. Uh, you feel good about the running backs. Like you said, they give up a lot of yards in this game. 160 yeah. a game for Denver giving up. 150 a game for uh, Arizona. Do you think this is David Johnson's kind of coming alive game? I, gosh, yeah, I mean, I just, yeah, it is. I mean, you, you got to start, you can never bench David Johnson. This is definitely one of the best matchups. I mean, if David Johnson can't get it tomorrow, then I think you're going to, really, I don't know, you're going to have to put him on the trading block if you can yeah. for what it's worth. Yeah. Yeah, if you're not in a dynasty or you didn't get him cheap for keeping, you are not getting what you want out of David Johnson right now. He's looking rough. Yeah, he's doing. I mean, he's not doing as bad as you would think. Five touchdowns helps a lot. He's the eleventh running back in fantasy in our league of records, so that's really Five not touchdowns. awful. He's he's staying alive. He's got seventeen receptions as well. Very touchdown. And he's touchdown. got a he's got a receiving touchdown in there as well. So six total. Yeah. So I mean, it's not gloom and doom, and people were trying to make it that way. I mean, he does have two hundred ninety-seven yards rushing, which isn't really great, but. I mean, he's he's hanging in there. It's just it's not pretty. Yeah, he's, get, sure. he's getting the ball in like interesting situations, but they don't get in those interesting situations often enough for me mm-hmm. to feel confident in him. Where you drafted him? You drafted him as an RB one. You drafted, yeah, you so, drafted him as a top three running back. Yeah. So let me ask you: in our dynasty league, I know someone had proposed this trade. Which yeah. side would you be on in a non-dynasty? Leonard Fournette for David Johnson. I would take Leonard Fournette. I would. Definitely do that. I think I'd two or three more weeks of him being hurt and then being back is better than David Johnson. Yeah, especially if, if you're in a position to. So let's let's put that out there. You know, for anyone that's listening, if you if David Johnson does not do what we think he should do tomorrow, that's a trade I would definitely try to pursue because I know people would be interested in that. And if you were in a position where you could lose a game or two, yeah, and then have possibly the RB one the next, you know, to get you through the playoffs, that's a trade I would look at. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, TJ Yeldon in his place has more yards than David Johnson does all year. By two yards. Well, yeah, I guess he's played a little bit less, but... Two yards. Yeah. 
the the yards per carry average is very Frank different. Frank Gore has more yards than he does. <laughs> That's sad. Blah Powell. Blah Powell. Blah Powell. <laughs> Chris Carson has more yards. Good God. Mm-hmm. What is David Johnson doing? Well, that's not, I think it's more Mike McCoy, but yeah. Yeah, he doesn't know how to use him. He hasn't figured mm-hmm. that yet. Yeah. Remember that time that he was the head coach of the Chargers oh. and Melvin Gordon had no touchdowns that year? Yeah. Look what happened. <laughs> Look where we are now. So don't give up on Both David Johnson if you can keep him. But if you're not Both keeping him, wishes he could have played him. <laughs> <laughs> he would have won a game. Uh, next game up. I think we're good, right? Denver, everybody get their picks out. Yeah. Right, yeah. Cool. Uh, I did want to say the Arizona defense is looking pretty good here in the last couple of weeks too. Mm. They've got four sacks each of the last two weeks and a score uh, on defense. So wow. I, I, if you're looking for someone to pick up, I think it could be beneficial. I don't think the rant or the Broncos necessarily are dominant on the offensive line and pass coverage. Mm. I don't think case Keenum is really making anybody shake in that, in that defensive backfield. Mm. I think there could potentially be a defensive score on that side tomorrow. True. Too. Yeah, Thursday night. I mean, Thursday night games are weird. I could definitely see that. Uh, how many yards of rushing does David Johnson have again? 297. How many? 297. Okay. Uh, next game uh, features a back with 57 yards less, Derrick Henry. <laughs> uh, Titans Chargers playing in London at 6.30 in the morning Pacific time. Thank God. Oh. Uh, so I don't have to watch that. Uh, Titans are three and three chargers, four and two. The chargers are the favorite by six and a half. I'm taking the chargers in this one. I don't trust Tennessee offense at all. Marcus Mariota has been absolutely awful. I know he's been hurt. Uh, I know he's playing uh, behind, uh, uh, sometimes banged up line too. He cannot get anything going. The running game can't get anything going. I don't trust pretty much anybody on Tennessee's offense, especially the way the chargers defense has been playing. I think you start Keenan Allen because he's going to play out of the slot. He's not going to catch a lot of Malcolm Butler. You're starting Melvin Gordon. You're starting Philip Rivers. And you're feeling good about all that. I don't think we know exactly what Tennessee is yet as a team. Mm-hmm. I think it's you're getting the highs and the lows, and they have one good week of offense, and then you start picking up and think, oh, yep, they're finally picking it up. And then the next week, I mean, they didn't score. I mean, it was, against the Ravens, it was bad. I mean, it just – I don't know where they went. Who has a better chance of making the playoffs? Washington Redskins, Tennessee Titans. I feel like they're the same team. Washington Redskins because of the division. (laughs) Because it's the worst division in football? I would agree with uh, that. It's got to be the Redskins. Redskins also have more talent. Um, And I'll tell you, my main reason is I absolutely hate the Tennessee Titans coach. But that that being said. You don't like your coach running running 40-yard dashes before the game? I don't like coaches that literally coach one of the league's worst defenses for one year and then they get a head coaching job. That makes no sense to me. It's pretty rough. <laughs> but uh, that being said, I am taking the Tennessee football Titans. Uh, plus six and a half. Plus six and a half. And I actually, the thing, the reason, here's the thing I don't get. They're very, you'd like to see, you said, you don't know what you're going to get. They seem to try to develop a different game plan each week. So one week they're very run heavy. Mm-hmm. Then the next week they'll pass all over the Philadelphia Eagles. Yep. Um, so I think this is a game they, they're actually going to be able to move the ball in the passing game. So I would start a Corey Davis this week mm. for sure. Mm. Um, here's a question for you. Would you rather start Marcus Mariota or Derek Carr? Oh, God. Now, obviously, a car's on a buy this week, but if you were to pick a quarterback the rest of the way, <sighs> uh, I would take Carr. Uh, Carr's schedule is actually fairly favorable. God, I guess, yeah. 
Carr's going to throw 50 times a game, though. That's good. I thing. know. That is true. I just think Mariota has more upside. He's got the rushing upside on, for sure. Yeah. So uh, that's an interesting one. I mean, I, I, I view them both as in the same line of light, though. Were they drafted uh, the same year? I want to say, yeah. I feel like they were. They? That was a rough draft, turns out. Was it Jameis 1? Jameis 1, Mariota 2, Derek was in the second round, I believe. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> and Carr somehow got paid. Yeah, exactly. I mean, Mariota. Mariota doesn't really have a lot around him. I don't. I don't like Corey Davis a whole lot, to be honest. He hasn't really I, showed me much. I like Corey Davis. I just. I think that whole coaching staff is going to be gone next year. Like <laughs> one and like done. Not. Not one. I mean, like at the end of next year, that will be the okay. last year. Yeah. I just. Do you? Who has a better chance of staying? The L.A. Chargers in L.A. or Mike Vrabel in Tennessee? <laughs> cool. <laughs> Because there's rumors of San Diego coming back in the play. Oh, I, I that totally, would really be funny. I, I totally believe that they're hemorrhaging money. <laughs> I mean, I guess Rabel just because he's not the Chargers. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the uh, Def. yeah, Def. They can't sell out a thirty thousand person stadium in LA. It's bad. They're the redheaded stepchild of LA. It's hard. Yeah, yeah. LA is not a good sports town. Their mm-hmm. Chargers are good. Like they're four they two. They can mm-hmm. move to Nebraska and support a team because Nebraska <laughs> fills up a stadium for an 0-6 football team. They do. Well, yeah. high V pace. Is... <laughs> uh, so do you – okay, you're starting Melvin Gordon. You're starting Keenan Allen. Uh, i don't Corey Davis. I don't start Corey Davis. I put him on the bench. I don't like that. You, you put him on the bench? Yeah, right, I don't like Corey Davis. S- I, I would put him in my fan duel if he was at the right price. I think they're going to pass on this Chargers secondary. They've been very lackluster. Um, I mean, even Zay Jones beat him for like an 80-yard gain one game. So. It's true. It's true. Going all Pawn Stars there. Got to have it, but only for the right price. Exactly. <laughs> $85. You're talking to an accountant here, one that can't really do math. Yeah. It's hard to put all those numbers together when there's so many of them. All right. That was uh, Tennessee and the Chargers, or the Clippers. Uh, Steve, you taking L.A.? Yes, I got the Chargers. All right. Moving on, New England, Chicago. Uh, surprise team in Chicago, I think most would agree. And New England, who has been up and down, but they they're they're starting to play like New England again. New England's a three point favorite on the road. Steve, what do you think on this one? Oh yeah, I got New England. I think we were kind of getting to it earlier with Tom Brady stats, and it's New England. They're going to come out, chuck the ball over the yard, and then they run it thirty times. Number one run defense, but we saw Frank Gore go over a hundred on him last week, and also. Um, Kenyon Drake had a pretty decent day. Nothing crazy, but decent. So there were yards given up. So I, I think New England's going to do the typical Belichick, and they're going to get the best of Chicago. That's just not quite ready to hang with the big boys yet. Yeah, I'm going to go the opposite side on this one. Um, I I don't know how to explain it statistically, but I'll tell you this. Miami, for some reason, is a way different football team at home. They find ways to beat the Patriots when they have no talent. Yeah, um, Chicago it looks like they got gassed. They mm-hmm. were just getting they were just getting beat, and I think New England's really high this week. They're coming off a big win against what some people think is the best team in the AFC. Um, I think that Chicago's going to surprise a lot of people and bounce back and get a W in this one and definitely cover the three. Wow, uh, I'm picking New England minus three. Bill Belichick's record against young quarterbacks is untouched especially at home, even though they're away on this one. I think he just confuses Mr. Bisky, which is probably not hard. 
uh, and they can't run. So they're not going to get Jordan Howard going. So I would take the Patriots minus three. Speaking of Jordan Howard, do you start him or Tariq Cohen this week or both? Tariq. Cohen. Yeah, Yeah, Jordan Howard has not been what you thought he was going to be. Who would you rather have, Jordan Howard or David Johnson? David Johnson. David Johnson. David Johnson. (laughs) Who would you rather have, David Johnson or Tariq Cohen? Tariq Cohen. David Johnson. Oof. You know what's crazy is I drafted Tariq Cohen in our draft. And and I got heat. And then I dropped him three weeks later. I'm regretting every minute of that. I just got to be patient. I'm like, I'm like, uh, he's a reject. Yeah, he is. He's rejects. Back again. Post that video up again. Hmm. You can get some Shania Twain time. <laughs> hey, I've only made 32 roster changes That's this year. Nothing. That's only your whole team three times. Does that, does that include your team being traded? Literally? <laughs> yeah, how many trade? positional yeah. trades have you made? 48. <laughs> Julian, he, Julian he Edelman's questionable. Five, five trades. He's also questionable. Rob Gronkowski yeah. questionable. Sonny Michelle questionable. Is that all fake or is that real life? That's just the Patriots being Patriots. Patriots. They'll all play. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, are you putting Sonny Michelle at RB1 at this point? He would be. Maybe not this week, but I'll, going forward, yes. I will get to it later. I am sitting him this week only because I can't afford to. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll get into that later for sit to win. Yeah, I think a lot of, uh, I think a lot of people got Sonny Michelle late. In college, he was explosive. Definitely, I, th- I thought in college he was better than Chubb. And it's starting. Yeah, me too. Show like Sonny Michelle's legit. Mm-hmm. Uh, James mm-hmm. White startable. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like high upside RB two. Yeah, yeah. He, you'd start him over Sony. I, th- uh, I don't know. I think you could start both of I them. Think you could definitely start both of them. RB two flex um, kind of conversation. Kind of like the Saints. You could start uh, Ingram, and you could start Kamara. Mm-hmm. I view that situation very similarly. Yeah. One one here, crazy statistic. James White is the RB7 on the year right now. PPR. That's crazy. PPR. Yeah, he has a ton of receptions. He gets a lot of looks. Tom Brady Mm -hmm. likes quick release. He likes underneath, and that's where James White lives. But now Julian Edelman's back. I wonder if that falls off uh, back to more than normal. It should help, but James White still has five touchdowns on the year, too. Jeez. And where is Gronk? I just want to point it out. He's not doing Gronk. Where are tight ends? This is a real question. Like, there's two there's good like tight ends. Six. Travis Kelce and uh, Ertz. They're hanging out. Eric Ebron's number Ebron, two. Ebron, yeah. He's shocker. I think you'll see it pick up later in the year. I don't know what it is. I think teams are trying to get too cute, especially with all these QB drop back and just toss the ball. Like, you look at going back to Jordan Howard and the Bears. I mean, you got to be concerned with how they're use, what they do in the red zone. I mean, Trey Burton has more carries in the red zone, I want to say, than – Jordan Howard. Yeah. I think it's also like the the offense is opening up. Like passing yards, passing touchdowns are higher than they've ever been. Uh, and maybe mm-hmm. tight ends are just getting overlooked because there is there are deep options open. The way that I mean how yeah, for sure. Rules are set up right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I had the mm-hmm. Patriots, Steve had the Patriots, Vlad had the Chi the Chicago Bears. The Bears. Uh this mm-hmm. game is oh boy. Buffalo and Indianapolis. Indianapolis is snowing this time. Point favorite at home. No, they're in the dome, but it might as well dome. That at least make it interesting to watch. Uh, what do you? Why? Why? Do you start anyone in this game, Ebron? I I don't. Even, yeah, you start Ebron. I don't even think you can see. I'm I'm saying no. Listen, I'll tell you guys this. Resident Bills fan here. 
You're going to make fun of me here. I'm going to go off my little tangent. Yeah. Here is why you simply can't start, not even Andrew Luck, and I have Luck in practically every single league. Uh, Bills are giving up 12 points per game when you factor out the two pick sixes, one by Peterman, one by Josh Allen. Wow. So if the Bills don't throw a pick six, you're looking good. If you're doing anything, I might start Indianapolis defense or Buffalo's defense. I think Andrew Luck and whoever, Derek Anderson, are both good for a pick. Do you start LaShawn McCoy? Absolutely. He's okay. only by vo- sheer by volume, and uh, I'm starting him in daily this week. I have faith in him. He's put up 100 scrimmage yards or close to it. I think it was 92 last week, the last two weeks. And Derek Anderson's been there for a week, so there's no way he knows the playbook. They're going to just be McCoy heavy. Yeah. So I'm taking Buffalo, by the way, to cover that 7.5 points. Oof. I'm, I'm taking Indy. 7.5. I'll, I'll take Indy all day. I think uh, I think this defense for the Bills is better than a lot of people think it is. They're great against the run, and they're pretty good against the pass. But Andrew Luck throws the ball more than any other quarterback in the NFL, and I think it's uh, it's going to break. Like Andy, Andy's going to find a way. Uh, I still don't really trust starting a lot of people on the Colts, just because I think it's going to be a spread out, weird situation. There's going to be like a tight end two get a touchdown, RB two will get a touchdown, wide receiver three get a touchdown type of thing. Uh, I think they're going to spread them and just toss to anybody that's open. So, so I don't know if we have this on our show later, but going forward, are you on the Naheem Hines or are you going with Marlon Mack through the rest of the season? Marlon Mack. Marlon, Marlon Mack. Mack. Yeah, Mack. Yeah, for sure. Mack attack. Mack right. They were actually able to run the ball yeah, last week. Yeah, Marlon Mack looked good. Uh, other than the fun, mm-hmm. I think he had a fumble. That was pretty bad. But other than that, he was good. Uh, so I got Indy. You, Steve, what do you got? I'm going with Buffalo here to cover. I think Indy will win, but I think Buff or I think uh, Buffalo will at least cover the Keep spread. Close. Seven and a half for Indy is an awful lot. It's a lot, yeah. I don't think they've been that heavy a favorite yet this year. It's a lot for them. Mm-hmm. They're what? They've only got one win. Yeah, they're they? one in five. They yeah. would be yeah. one four and one if they decide to punt. To give you some five. perspective <laughs> on that game too, that line opened up at nine at minus nine. Oh, so, so. people are betting Buffalo. Yeah, I mean, I think yes. Buffalo. They're what is it, Buffalo's number? If you bet every year on the money line on Buffalo, you're up like 250% this year. Well, yeah, $1,000. Yeah, it's what's insane. Uh, yeah. Yeah, Buffalo Buffalo plays harder than people think, although on paper they are the worst team in the NFL. Yeah, which I think is a sign of a good coach, even though. Uh, well, yeah. Other than Peterman's decision making. Yes. Like any decision involving Nathan Peterman. Any, any offensive decision should be in question. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Miami and Detroit. Uh, this is in Miami. Miami is a. Three point dog at home against Detroit. Justin, who you got? I went contrarian here. I went against my grain of salt. I think Miami is going to lose to those Detroit Lions. I think you're going to see a heavy, you know, I, every week I expect to see Carryon Johnson get more carries, and every week I'm disappointed. Yeah. I traded for him this week for bench players. Um, and he was also a bench player, so hopefully it was kind of a wash. I think. If Carrion Johnson gets going, which I expect him to, I think uh, Detroit will pull this out. Hmm. Steve, what are you thinking on that one? Minus three, Detroit. I like Justin's point from earlier. Miami is a different team when they're at home. Yeah. Uh, I I think they have enough that they can beat the, uh, the Lions. Their defense, they still lead the league in picks, or they were up there a week ago at least. I mean, they, they know how to get the ball back, and I think that makes a difference in turnover battle. Brock Weiler is okay, I guess. Brock I mean, 
Yeah. I don't I didn't know he still existed and here he is winning games and going up against the best defense in the league and beating them. That's my question. Are you are you picking are you picking Miami because because of your, because of the recency of beating the Bears, or do you think that they're just an overall better team than Detroit? Is my question. For me, you know, I was actually gonna wait till the end of this segment to point this out, but home teams this year have won sixty two percent of the games. That's a pretty pretty good stat. If you just go and pick the home team yeah. every week, you're going to win 60%. Well, I, my biggest thing is I always love a home dog. So this, you know, I'm probably going to be wrong on this. I took Detroit, mm-hmm. but home dog is always my, my favorite pick. So aside from this mm-hmm. one. Okay, here's, here's my reasoning. I also went Miami plus three because give me the points at home. Uh, I think what day of the week, what, what day of the month is it? Is it still October during this game? Oh, it yep. is. So it's Brocktober. It's going to be fine. <laughs> it's going to be hot. So it's going to be like 87. I don't think Detroit's going to be ready for that. Miami will. And I think that's going to play a game. Also, uh, Detroit against the run, 145 yards a game. Not great. Mm-hmm. They can get stop- They can stop the pass. Darius Slay is good still. But they have two-headed attack in Miami with Frank Gore and with uh, Kenyon Drake. I think they can take over and get the game out of hand for Miami. So I'm going to go Miami plus three. Yeah. As long as do you they feel comfortable starting either of those guys. One more time. Do you feel sorry, or do you feel comfortable starting either of those guys uh, in Miami? Flex, both of them as a flex. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think they're going to get enough carries, and I mean it's it's like the opposite of the Kamara Ingram. One of them mm-hmm. is going to be good, but you don't know which right. one it is because Gates doesn't know which one it is. Right. So the other thing I was going to point out is. Uh, uh, Brockweiler is actually pretty good with Gase, and that's where he had success, I believe, with Denver. Yep. I believe Gase was still there, so Gase liked him, brought him enough, or liked him enough to bring him to Miami, and now he's starting. And I think he actually could be better than um, Tannehill exactly. in the system. Yeah, I, th- I think I think yeah. I think Osweiler was actually a Kubiak disciple. I don't think Gase was there. Gase was a Fox guy. He was there for the Super Bowl run with Kubiak. I thought figured out. Gase was the offensive coordinator, wasn't he? Uh, no, that was Fox. And then he Gase was Fox's guy. Okay, I could be wrong. Kevin once before. Sorry. No, you're good. We'll just edit that out and cut it. <laughs> no, I'm not, I was just. I was <laughs> no, just we'll figure it out. Keep going. Deal. Keep going. Um. So yeah. Um. My only thing on that game was, um. They just have to give, like you said, Kenyon Drake the ball. I mean. That that's been the problem with Miami is they can't sometimes when they lose games it's it's maddening like when Andy Reid used to be like oh I forgot to give Jamal Charles the ball like yeah if they feed Drake they're gonna win that game so yeah, it's tough I like so it. moving yep cool like it what do we got next Minnesota my favorite team and the New York Football Jets uh, Minnesota's a three point favorite on the road who do you guys got. I am going to, like I said, I love a home dog. I'm good for one of those picks a week. I'm going to take your New York Jets. Mm. Um, It's a bold one. I'm going to say Sam Darnold is going to throw two touchdowns and probably two picks. (laughs) It's a reasonable choice, yeah. (laughs) um, I just think it's going to be a very uh, defensive game. I think you can start either defense in this game. Um. Does Dalvin Cook come back? 
Uh, probably. He'll be on snap count yeah. if he does. I don't think you can start the Jets' defense. I think Minnesota's offense is awesome, uh, especially Kirk Cousins and the pass. Right now, the Jets are giving up 292 yards a game through the air. Uh, about the same as the Vikings, uh, as far as defense is concerned, and everyone doesn't think the Vikings' defense is that good. So I'll take Kirk Cousins, Adam Thielen, Stefan Diggs, Kyle Rudolph all day, uh, and I'm going to take them to cover the three. Yeah, I don't, I don't think the Jets can keep up with Minnesota. I think that Minnesota's defense is a little better than we've shown, and I don't think the Jets' offense is really that great either. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, rooting for them, want to see them live up to the expectations, but I just don't think they have a running attack that's really that dangerous. They're going to be without Quincy Noon with this week. Yeah, that's big. Uh, yeah, yeah, and I mean, they don't have a tight end. I don't I don't know if I could name them. I'll, be, I'll admit I'm a little biased. Uh, as a Bills fan, I'm supposed to hate the Jets, but I got to tell you, I don't think I've seen a better coach do more with less than Todd Bolts. Yeah. It just shows that you need to be patient with coaches and let them build. You can't just bring them in and fire them like the Browns have done for the last... 15 years. Except Hugh Jackson. Because I mean, <laughs> right. Which I think they're doing the right thing with giving him time and to, so he can go in and build the team the way he wants. Mm. I don't think people give that enough credit. They say, oh, you didn't win. You're, it's the NFL. You need to just come in, win right away. But I, I think the Jets have done the right thing, letting him have the time that he's had to develop and make it his team. Do you think he fired Dirk Cutter? Absolutely. I, I I'm not testing Steve's, uh, Steve's theory here because Dirk Cutter is trash. They're putting up points. They just have no depth in their secondary. I don't. How long do you? I, I don't. How long do you give him? I mean, at some point, I mean, as a Nebraska fan here, when the head coach says I don't call the defensive plays, that's not a really good excuse. You're the CEO. You got to take ownership for the good and the bad. I mean, he hired and paid the most money he could for Mike Smith. That didn't work out. That's on him. That's a you problem. Mm-hmm. I think you got to own it, and I just don't think he's the guy. He's been a, he's not been a number one. He's a great number two guy. He's a great mm-hmm. offensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. That's my two cents. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think if they could, if they give him another year and they get another, they go after a top end safety or corner in the draft. I think that could change a lot in Tampa. Sure. Well, let me ask. I mean, that's what do you guys think about? Was it a mistake to fire Lovey and promote Dirk Cutter? No. I think Lovey lost the the locker room. Yeah, I don't think so. I think I think it was okay. Yeah, I think you can come back from that. That's Debra. Lovey's never had an offense anywhere he's been. Yeah, so. it's true. But he, they, I think the reason why they won when he was there was because of their offense, though. Yeah. Their oh, defense yeah. was so bad when when he left. Mm-hmm. I mean, the defense was the worst part of it. So I thought maybe mm-hmm. he was going to turn around. I'm, I'm all on the lovely side. Um, but who knows? They might not have been able to keep Dirk Cutter. So who knows? So we'll on, the, on the Jets and Minnesota game, there's four running backs in play. Bilal Powell, uh, Dalvin Cook, Latavius Murray, and Isaiah Crowell. Out of the four, which two do you start? Maybe Bilal Powell. Is there any receiver that's also listed as a running back? <laughs> um, uh, no. Is Dalvin Cook supposed to play this week? Uh, I mean, to play last it's week. Sunday. It's a Sunday decision, yeah. I think we'll find out at so, about 11.55 on Sunday. I'm saying I guess you'll play Powell and uh, Latavius. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think it's a good pick. I, I'd, I'd take Cook and Powell. Like the upside of Cook if he plays is big. So mm-hmm. I'd take that. Mm-hmm. Uh, moving on, we got. Yeah, it just depends if he's on a pitch. Yeah, count. exactly. If he's on a 20 snap count, I still think he gets five or six receptions, which in PPR makes him viable as like a flex RB2. Uh, Philly and Carolina, two teams that need to show up pretty quick here and get their season going. Uh, this is at Philadelphia, and they are a four and a half point favorite. Steve, who you got this week? I'm going Philly. Philly at the minus and four and a half. I'm taking this dog, and I believe. So, if you look at Wentz since he's come back, mm-hmm. he has thrown, you know, eight passing touchdowns to one interception. Yeah, he's good. He is very good. He takes care of the ball. Carolina, did you want to say Cam does? I mean, Philly's defense hasn't been that great, mm-hmm. but I don't know if Carolina's offense has been that great either. So I I like the turnover battle here in this one for Philly, and I think that they can do that and take it, and they're the home team. Yeah, the one thing Philly does do a really good job on defense with is the rush, uh, and that's mm-hmm. what uh, Carolina's offense is kind of based around. You got McCaffrey and Newton right. making stuff happen. I think having the Newton factor makes it Christian McCaffrey more viable, but I'd still feel – Okay, as him as like an RB two this week. Uh, mm-hmm. Devin Funches, I think you start. He's like, he's going to be good in this game. Zach Ertz, obviously, you're going to start. Carson Wentz, you're going to start. How about Smallwood and Clement? Who are you starting out of those two? I like Clement. Yeah, he's a PPR guy. I think he gets to he gets to rock more. Mm-hmm. So I think he's just better. The only reason he saw Smallwood get the run is because Clement yeah. was hurt. So I'm going to go a little contrarian here. Um, I'm taking the Panthers for a couple reasons. Mm. What does Philadelphia do extremely well on offense? Pass. Pass. Okay. Take care of the ball. So Carolina's given up only eight passing touchdowns, mm. and they also have seven interceptions on the year. That's a lot. So you're looking at almost a one-to-one ratio. Carson Wentz is good, but Carolina's built to stop the pass, and I just don't trust Corey Clement to eat alive that Carolina defense. Mm. Now, granted, they are giving up almost five yards a carry, so they're going to have to run the ball. So I actually, I'm leaning Carolina strictly because I just don't think they're going to give up five yards to carry to a Corey Clement, but uh, they very well could. But I'm going to lean more towards Cam Newton outdueling and outperforming against that Philadelphia offense this time. So that's my reasoning. I'm going with Carolina as well, plus four and a half. I like Carolina's been close in every game. I think this will probably be a last drive type of situation. Uh, and I'm hoping for a field goal rather than a touchdown. So I'll take uh, Carolina plus four and a half. Uh, two teams that we just talked about, their coaches should be fired. Cleveland Browns and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers playing in Tampa Bay. Uh, Cleveland is a three-point dog. Justin, who are you taking on this one? I'm going to roll with that Baker Mayfield. That guy is pretty good, especially against uh, – I mean, let's let's be honest here, guys. If Mitchell Trubisky can throw <laughs> five touchdowns, was it five or six? Uh, five in the first, six, six in the first half. Six in the if <laughs> he can throw six touchdown passes in the first half. That Tampa, yeah. I, there's just it's unex. Yeah, all day long I'm taking Cleveland. Uh, it's not I, even close. I agree. Yep, Cleveland's defense is actually pretty solid, uh, at least against the pass. And Tampa Bay can't run. So I will take Cleveland to cover the or to get the the three point, get the three points, and I think they're going to win as well. Uh, Carlos Hyde, do you think he's viable in this game against Tampa Bay's pretty good run defense only because nobody runs against them? 
I he should be fine. I would he could get a touchdown. There's going to be a, should be plenty of scoring. Yeah, I'm in one league where I have Royce Freeman, Carlos Hyde, and Sonny Michelle, and mm. Carlos Hyde can, is riding the bench this week. Yeah. Um. I just don't. I I. I started him his first three weeks, and I kind of felt like he was going to fall off, and I was trying to trade the guy. I can't do it. Um, I think my bold prediction here is is by the end of the year, Nick Chubb will be the primary back. I just don't think Hyde's mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Yeah, Chubb showed some, some good flash in that early action. He had that one game, three rushes for, what, two touchdowns and 100 yards? Yeah. My only question is, can Cleveland keep up with Tampa Bay? I think that's the only reason that Tampa mm-hmm. Bay could win is they could get in a shootout, and Tampa Bay could just pull ahead. Yeah, but they're like you said, that secondary is really good. I mean, yeah. they shut down Big Ben that one time, but again, Big Ben was on the road. I'm just, I've been really impressed with that defense this year. That's a worst legit. Yeah, that was, and they got a lot of heat for that draft pick. But that I, both their draft first picks. two picks, they, they took it up, they hit. tore it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Steve, what do you think on this one? So I'm going to list off the teams that uh, Tampa has played against, and tell me which offense you think is the worst on this list. New Orleans, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, Chicago, and Atlanta. Chicago, Chicago probably is yeah. the worst, but they've shown that they've shown growth over the last couple of weeks at yeah. least. But you start, you kind of look at that. And when you go, did, those are all really good. When offenses. did they play Philadelphia? Week two. It was week two, so that was with the backup yeah. still in. Yeah, so so it wasn't Wednesday, but they did beat them. Right, and they beat New Orleans. I mean, they, in a shootout. They beat New Orleans. Yeah, 48-40 week one. Yeah. That was part of the Fitz Magic run there. Yeah. I mean Chicago might have so shown th- how to shut them down. Like the front four for Cleveland is rough. Like Miles mm-hmm. Garrett, Larry Ogunjobi look real good. And they're gonna come mm-hmm. after James, which he doesn't like. He doesn't like people in his face. <laughs> He'll poke you. Yeah. <laughs> Grab your crab legs yeah. down. <laughs> Get out of there. Skaddle. <laughs> Skedaddle. Uh so Steve, I, I take it you're gonna take Tampa Bay. I'm taking Tampa, and it's for what we just kind of said. I think that Tampa can score. It takes a couple long passes, and then all of a sudden Cleveland's in a hole. Mm. And Cleveland is a defensive team. I'm not going to take away from what their defense has done because I've been impressed with them this year too. I just don't know that the offense can go and score 28 points, even on defense that's this terrible. I am excited to see if Baker gets down 14 nothing in the first quarter because I think he's mm-hmm. the type of guy that would get jacked up by that and just like run up and down the sideline, high-fiving defense, Coming down the field and just like tearing these people up. I think it's going to be like vintage Baker in this game. That happens. I hope. Mm-hmm. It should. I think it's going to be a fun and exciting game. I mean, there should be plenty of scoring. I just like it could be like the week one game with Tampa and New Orleans. It's just a 48 40 slobber knocker yeah. and they're all just back and forth up and down. Slugfest. I hope so. That'd be a good game. Yeah. I'm mm-hmm. glad to have the Reds on this week, unlike most weeks. Uh, <laughs> next up, Houston and Jacksonville. Two teams that are somehow three and three. Houston, I don't know how they have that many wins. And Jacksonville, I don't know how they have that many losses. Nathan uh, Peterman. Yeah, definitely. Nathan Peterman and uh, punting for the Colts. Oh, wait, just kidding. Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott. Uh, Jacksonville is a five-point favorite in Jacksonville. Uh, Justin, who you got on this one? I just joked because um, thinking back now, that that's how they got their three wins, was Nathan Peterman, Dak Prescott, and the Colts not punting. Yep. Um, so, uh-huh. and they lost to the Giants and the Titans, who we both have said in this game is. I agree. <laughs> well, as much as I want to change it, I'm still going to go with Houston, and here's why. Um, I don't know what happened, but 
Jacksonville, we just made fun of Dak Prescott, but Jacksonville just got trounced on. They are the favorite going into this game. It's a divisional game. I think it's going to be defensive. Um, I'm going to go with Houston. I think you do not start Will Fuller by any stretch of the imagination. Mm -hmm. Do you start him? The only people I think you have to start are uh, Nuke and TJ Yeldon. Those are the two people I'm starting. And that's simply if you're in a PPR, I'll start Yeldon. Uh, do you know? Do you know why Dallas won forty-seven? Ezekiel Elliott. I was gonna say Blake Bortles, uh, <laughs> because Dak Prescott had two hundred yards, less than two hundred yards passing. So like Dallas didn't mm-hmm. show up as much. Well, Connor, mm-hmm. I think Conor McGregor is the reason that they won that game. Now that I think about it, I was kind of thinking that too when I had seen the highlights. <laughs> he jacked them up pretty good. Uh, the Jaguars have a really good defense still. They no, you can't pass on them. And Deshaun Watson is not good this year. This is this is two quarterbacks that need to get right, and I think that this is a game where Blake Bortles has a much better chance to get right than Deshaun Watson does. Uh, Lamar Miller's back; he's kind of mixing in the action, and I don't think that's like the one place they're vulnerable is Jacksonville, and I don't think Houston's the team to break it off because of that. So do I'm going to take Jacksonville minus five. Do you think this is the? Do you think this whoever wins this game wins the division? Um, I. Tennessee's the same yeah, record, hard. so no, I don't think the that matters. Tennessee's right there. Yeah. The only team that's really out of it right now is the Colts, and how far out of it are they? Uh, They're only two games well, back. They one win. They're one I, my problem with Tennessee is, is, like you said, we don't know who Tennessee is. We don't know who Jacksonville and Houston are either. Like They keep showing up in weird spots, too. Like Jacksonville beat the crap out of the Patriots and then lost to the Cowboys. That's true. Well, I'll give you like that. It's, tough. Again, it's a tough division. Yeah. I, all I know is Jacksonville's defense is – like on paper, really good when they're not minus four on turnovers. Mm-hmm. Like that yeah, helps. Blake. Blake has to take care of the ball. They need to go back to their roots and just sit and pound the ball and pound the ball. And then when you're tired of pounding the ball, pound the ball. I think more. they need Fournette to make. They're that really missing yeah, Fournette. Yeldon, Yeldon can't yeah. do that. Right. They're really missing him, and they're really thin at running back. They signed Jamal Charles, yeah. and that's kind of that looks pretty desperate to me. Do you think if Blake um, Bortles and Eli Manning switch places, they would both both would be better off? Not really. I don't think either of them are that great. I'd rather have Bortles since he's younger, and I think Eli's hitting that same wall that Peyton hit when he was with the Broncos. Mm-hmm. It's just the physic, the physical part's just not there anymore. Sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm taking, I'm taking Jacksonville in this game. Minus five. Are you mm-hmm. starting any wide receivers for Jacksonville? I think it's kind of Russian roulette every week. I don't know that I have a good breakdown of anybody that's catching it, but I think if they're worth a dart throw, if you need somebody, if somebody's on a buy and you have them on your bench, would you rather have Houston's vulnerable? Would you rather have a Jacksonville wide receiver or a Dallas wide receiver? Just generic. Jesus. Jacksonville. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I was high on Keelan Cole coming into the season. Um, Yeah. I think, I think he'll, I think he'll turn it around, but yeah, I don't, Like I'm not really starting any receiver except for my. St- I mean, you have to play Nuke just because he's Nuke. He's Nuke, yeah. He's going to catch the ball. Although yeah. Jalen Ramsey's going to be locked on him. Yeah, he's. I mean, he he had a crazy touchdown play last week. I mean, I don't know. It's it's hard. You can't sit Hopkins for anything just because he's number four in yeah, PPR right now yeah. total. But yeah, he's pretty matchup proof. Right, he's he he'll get his. They might not be really great plays, and it might be like five catches for sixty yards. Mm-hmm. But 
it's it's enough that you're not going to be like, oh, man, he's not going to get any catches. It's not Revis Island. Totally. Yeah, moving on, we got New Orleans and Baltimore. Speaking of Revis Island, uh, number one defense, Baltimore Ravens, giving up mm-hmm. 214 through the air, 82 on the ground. Uh, I personally took Baltimore minus two and a half. I think this game is going to be real close. I do not trust Mark Ingram. I do trust Alvin Kamara. I do that because I think Mark Ingram is the type of running back that Baltimore can stop, and I think Kamara is the type of running back that can get around a good run defense through the pass game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Michael Thomas, I think you start. John Brown, I have him as the start of the week. I think he is going to light it up this year, this week. Joe Flacco is going to find him a bunch. Uh, but, yeah, I'd still take Baltimore minus two and a half. I'm, gonna, I'm interested in Justin's wide receiver pick here. Yeah, I, I'm going to roll with uh, Ben. I'm taking Baltimore. Yeah. Uh, ben, I like your John Brown pick a lot. My only thing is, is I'm a Willie Sneed fan. We'll get into it later. But Willie Sneed. Uh, Will, Will Sneed has the same amount of receptions as John Brown does, and he's far less cheaper in FanDuel. I've been Steve pointed him out to me a couple of weeks ago. I've had my eye on him. Mm-hmm. He's been on my watch list. So um, I picked him up actually in every single league I'm in this week and started him. Willie Sneed. 10-point floor is pretty good for yeah. fantasy purposes. So just to throw a little stat out there and why I love Joe Flacco and Willie Sneed this week, um, I mean, you got to look at the numbers against the quarterbacks. And right now, the, the New Orleans Saints have given up 11 touchdowns to two interceptions, um, five-and-a-half touchdown-to-pick ratio. They're giving up nine yards an attempt and 72% completions to, to Anyone, any pat when you're dropping back and passing, they're they're giving up seventy two percent completion percentage. So. And this is a revenge game for all Willie Sneed, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, uh, and who would if you look in the past, wide receiver twos or slot wide receivers? Uh, John Brown probably plays slot more, but uh, wide receiver twos against the Saints, uh, not great. Deshaun Jackson five for one forty six and two touchdowns in Week One. Uh, and that feels like either a John Brown or a Willie Sneed is going to fit that role. Yeah, I think you could. I think you could start either one. I mean, I think that those two are the most. You start vulnerable. everybody. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, Joe Flacco's had a good year this year. My only you problem. Who us, would you rather? My only problem is it's Joe Flacco. So I, years ago, I drafted him and Ray Rice in one league, and. It it was and Adrian a, Peterson. No, this was actually a different league. This was like two. Oh, this was back okay. when Ray Rice was good. And I'll tell you, I said I would never draft another Ravens player. So I hope he proves me wrong this uh, week. Just to continue the wide receiver two against the Saints, uh, Antonio Callaway three for forty three a touchdowns. Calvin Ridley seven for one forty six and three touchdowns. Sterling Shepard ten for seventy seven and a touchdown. Uh, the Washington Redskins. Jamison Crowder had four for 55. <laughs> like now everybody, only, every wide receiver two goes off. My only question is the Saints are coming off a bye, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. My only, didn't they sign Breland like two weeks ago? Rashad Breland did get signed. You yeah. mean burned Breland? <laughs> I'm just, I, my only concern, and I shouldn't even say it's a concern, it's just a caveat, is that if something were to happen, It'll be because Breland shows up. I mean, mm. that's my only pause there. But they're just so bad, I can't not start these players. Yeah, yeah. So, I think I think was, like you said, Joe Flacco's playing out of his mind right now too. So I feel yeah. good about that. If you ever watched the Redskins when they had him, I feel like every time they lost, it's because Breland got burned. Yes. Like he was playing opposite of Josh Norman, so nobody ever went to the Norman yep. side. And 
Breland was getting burned every week. Like it didn't matter what he did. So it's like they signed him. It's like I could see him being in like a cover two zone type scheme playing okay, but I'm not sure exactly that's what New Orleans does. Yeah. yeah. But here's a question for you: Would you rather start Joe Flacco or Baker Mayfield this Ooh. week? Oh, uh, whack a Flacco flame! I'll take him. I'm gonna go Flacco. No one's. I like Baker, backwards. but I think Flacco's got mm-hmm. a lot of weapons too. Yeah. Okay. I think they're that's both. Fair. Top ten place. Yeah, I think on a on a week where Aaron Rodgers is on a bye, they they would both fill in fine. Yeah. Okay. Rams I, Niners, the game that no longer mm-hmm. is on Sunday night because <laughs> God, why Flex. would we? Yeah, thank God. Uh, yeah, because if I had to hear Chris Collins or say CJ Beathard threw it great, I would turn my television <laughs> on. Uh, Jared Goff. Almost 2,000 yards, 12 touchdowns, five picks already. Todd Gurley had 180 touchdowns this year already. Uh, Rams are 10-point favorites. Uh, I'll take I'll take the Rams minus 20 in this game. To be honest with you, this is going to be a blowout. I think it's going to be like Alabama in college. Their starters are going to start sitting down about third quarter. I is this. I don't even know why they're playing this game, to be honest. I mean, <laughs> let, me, let me ask. You play to win the game. Let me ask. They are who we thought they were. <laughs> I mean, the public's going to be high on San Francisco because of the way they played Monday. But let me ask. Very you much this. so. Like, at any point in time, did you sit there and think, oh, no, the Niners are going to win this game? Yes. Like, the entire time I was watching, I'm like, this, this, they're going to. I just knew eventually Aaron Rodgers was going to do what Aaron Rodgers was going to do. I mean, I was telling Steve I was watching it, and I'm just like, yeah, I, they're going to come back and win this game. I'm not even worried mm-hmm. about it. The only thing that surprised me was that it didn't go to overtime. That was about no, the I only agree. thing that yeah. surprised the, me. The only reason that that game was interesting is because the Packers only have Aaron Rodgers. Uh, the Rams mm-hmm. have everybody everywhere, and mm-hmm. I think this game is going to be much different for San Francisco. This is going to be much yeah. more... Uh, much more of a blow. Although they've been competitive in almost every game. Like they lost to the Chiefs mm-hmm. by nine. They lost to the Chargers by two. They lost to Arizona by ten. Green Bay by three. Like it's been close. Yeah, they I thought San Francisco's front four really got off to Rodgers well too. Yeah. I don't know if that says more for their defense or the Packers offensive line, but you're kind of watching that going, wow, they they're really putting it in Rodgers' face pretty quick. Yeah. So they there's a chance. I don't think it'll be terrible, but I'm definitely taking the Rams because they're just the best team in football right now. Uh, if healthy, do you start Matt Breida? Yep. I am, actually. I think you have to. What is, is he still leading the league in rushing? No. No. Unfortunately, yeah. no. No. Don't start Alfred Morris, as some other <laughs> fantasy shows will tell you they got burned for that. <laughs> yeah, Kyle Juszczyk is a better starter than Alfred Morris right now. Uh, all right, so we're all taking the Rams. Good choice. All right, Washington and Dallas. Washington is a one-and-a-half-point favorite. They're at home. This is the team no one can figure out versus the other team no one can figure out. What are you feeling on this one? I'm going Dallas since I'm the fan. Shocker! Off. <laughs> Mostly taking it because I want them to can win. I take, can I take but... Dak Prescott? Okay, here you go. Dak Prescott passing yards. 200 over under. Under. I will say like 205, so it's over by not by wow. Under. <laughs> Under for sure. Uh, I think Dallas's defense is the difference here. I think you see what they did to Jacksonville last week. I think that they put enough pressure. Alex Smith can run. I mean, he's not. nobody thinks about it, but he can get away from things. 
But my question to you is, who is going to catch the ball for Washington? Jordan Reed. I mean, he's been he's been okay. Justin, you have him on your team. He's not dominating anything. No tight end is dominating. He's getting the no tight ends dominating though. So yeah. I would never yeah. get rid of him for nothing. I mean, even Gronk, who people took in the second round of most snake drafts. I mean, tight end is just a wasteland this year. You know that. It's true. And Dallas, yeah. Dallas has the I've same issue. I've got two of the top too. seven, so. <laughs> I mean, Dallas has life. the same exact issue. But let me ask you. Jordan Reed, you have, Jordan Reed has scored less points than Jesse James has this year. Let me ask you. Let, that. Let, let me put that in perspective for you. You have two of the top seven tight ends, right? Mm-hmm. Are you putting any of those two in your flex? No, because I have three top ten wide receivers. But let's be real. I mean, just because you have two of the top seven tight ends, I would say that they probably aren't worthy of being in the flex spot. But they're going to get 15 to 20 points a week on average right now. That's I shouldn't say on average. They're getting like 10. The last couple of weeks, they're getting they're doing pretty good compared to everybody else at tight end. I feel I have an advantage there. Yeah, no, I'm Here's not. Jordan Reed's people. I'm not saying that you're wrong. I'm just saying I don't think mm-hmm. – I'm just saying that I'm, you generally don't – I mean, even if you have a top seven tight end, you, you probably don't want mm-hmm. to put one in the flex is kind of my point, though. I'd yeah, rather take here, a flyer than a Willie Sneed. Here's Jordan Reed's PPR points the last this season. 14.8, 9.5, 10.5, 3.1, 8.6. Like, as much as we like him, I, I'm rooting for him. I love that he's healthy. I know he's a dominant talent. Yeah. He's just not pulling in the numbers that he did a couple years ago. To me, I don't know why that yeah, is. To me, I I look at tight end differently, too. And I look, if I can get 10 points for my tight end, I'm usually pretty happy. Mm-hmm. So. I absolutely agree with that. Absolutely. I mean, I, I'm lucky. I picked up Eric Ebron, and after, like, the two weeks, and then, the I think, three the four weeks I've had him, he, he's at 8.3, 15, 31 and a half, and 17. Yeah, that's I mean, really good. And, he, and he's tight end two right now. So, I mean, it's just it's nice to have. I didn't realize Austin Hooper is number six. He's ahead of Gronkowski, if you care to know. I mean, tight end's weird this looks year. Looks like he might. Tight end's weird. It is. The only top end tight end who's showing up is Kelsey. Yep. Zach Ertz is actually number one in points. 108 points. Ebron's at 98.5. Kelsey is at 97.8. Then there's a big drop off to Jared Cook at 84. Another big drop off, George Kittle's 77.9. Stuff. So, I Stuff. mean, you have your top three and then everybody else right yeah, now. I think if you, and Gronkowski is in everybody else. I guess I'd take it back. If you had two of the top three, you would start one of the flex probably. But anything I after you, that, you probably wouldn't. I could see that. You could. You could. I'm so, taking Washington uh, minus one and a half. They're at home. They are good at home. Two and one. Uh, and I don't trust Dallas. I know that they won last week big, but they won because Blake Bortles can't keep the ball, and Alex Smith, that's the only thing he does well. I don't mm-hmm. care who he throws to. He doesn't care who he throws to. He has 1,200 passing yards, only 60 more than Dak Prescott. So I'm not worried about where he's going with the ball. I think this is going to be a slugfest. I think it's probably going to be like 12-9, and I think that Washington I was just going to ask up. you, what are you over or under 25 points in this uh, game? Barely over, because 25 is very okay. little. But uh, I know I just it said 12-9, but I'd go over. <laughs> <laughs> so my only thing is, is um, – I mean, I'm, I'm taking the Redskins simply because they're the home team. I would say that I, I would expect Adrian Peterson to get a touchdown, but Dallas has a really stout run defense. Yeah. So this might be just a game of field position. So I could really go either mm-hmm. way on this, which that that leads me to taking the home team in this instance. So 
think it'll actually be a good game in the battle of the worst. Mm-hmm. So, is is AP going to play this week too? That's another thing to ask because otherwise you're looking at the Thompson and Bibbs show. I think it was. AP played last week. I can't imagine he wouldn't play this week. Yeah, he just he's pretty banged up and he seems well, to keep I getting mean, banged up. Well, Thompson plays the biggest question, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, I'm taking Washington simply because they're the home team. Uh, moving on to the game that replaces the Rams-Niners horrifying fest. Uh, Kansas City and Cincinnati, two, I would say, surprising teams, uh, both uh, at the top of their divisions doing doing work. Uh, Kansas City is at home, and they're a six-point favorite on Sunday night yet again. Uh, Justin, who you got in this one? Uh, I'm going to take those AFC championship game caliber Bengals to win the game. Um yeah, I like the Bengals in this one. I think they their strength is in their defense. Mahomes, as good as he is, um, can be tricked by a good defense, albeit for one half. And Kansas City's kryptonite is that run game, and I like me some Joe Mixon. So that's where I'm leaning towards, and I've taken those six points all day. Yeah, I totally agree. I'm taking Cincinnati plus six. Uh, I think Andy Dalton is one of the more surprising players of the year, and we'll get to that later. Uh, he is showing up. AJ Green is showing up. Uh, Pat Mahomes is amazing. He's doing way better than anyone thought he would do right now. But Andy Reid, I don't think he knows how to finish games or seasons. And I think this is one of those games where he has to finish and he will not be able to do it. All right. I'm going Kansas City here. Sunday night home game. If you've been to a Chiefs game, you know it's rocking and it's loud. Is that because you're drunk I and think- people are yelling at you? That's usually that's the, what I've seen, and we just that was the first quarter. Yeah, well, you, <laughs> on a you preseason, you game. need to make sure you're sitting at all times. Yeah, yeah. and you have to wear red. That's right, and not orange. Yeah, right. No standing. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, I I think KC's got a potent enough offense. It might be a game where we see another 45-38 type of score, but you got to outscore them, and that's the way they're going to win all year. If Kansas City loses this game. Do you panic that it's going to happen again, similar yes. to last year? Yes, because it's going to fall off. Yeah, Andy Reid. I mean, yeah, they. Made, yeah, I mean, they need a defense. I, as I sent out a text, I think last week, it, it has been rumored now that Patrick Peterson is on the trading block. Mm-hmm. Um, he I has to go they, to Kansas City. He has to. I mean, yep. that window is too. I mean, you only. Very often are you going to have a special talent on offense to pair with the defense. So yeah. mm-hmm. that's my opinion. Yeah, I think if yeah. they get Patrick Peterson, they're a much different team, especially when they get Eric Berry back. Because Peterson has been all locked day. down all year. Locked Yeah, down. You can't mm-hmm. throw on him. Uh, but I, they don't have him right now, so I think it's All right, Monday night, the game you can skip because Jason Witten is on. Uh, the one and five New York Giants at the two and four Atlanta Falcons. Atlanta is a five and a half point favorite. I will take all of those and more. Uh, Eli Manning is not good. Uh, we talked about that earlier, but the Giants' pass defense is, and the Falcons are down a bunch of people on defense. So I think this is going to be a higher scoring game than people want to realize. Uh, but I think Atlanta will outshoot Eli because they have Matt Ryan, Julio Jones, and Calvin Ridley. Is Ridley playing this game? That's my one of my concerns. Ridley is currently questionable. So is Muhammad Sanu. Yeah, both of those players are really good. Um, I'm actually, I just changed my opinion, like as of 10 seconds ago. <laughs> yes, um, 
I'm going to go ahead and take Saquon Barkley's Giants simply because Saquon is that good. Yeah. He, I mean, the Achilles heel of the Falcons is stopping a great running back. Um, Saquon Barkley just makes me think they're going to win this game. Yeah. Do you want to say it's going to come down to the wire again within the last minute the changing score wins the game? I don't know. I mean, the Falcons, they're kind of worrisome to me. I mean, they should have owned the Steelers, and that just didn't happen. Um, the one thing working for them is they're at home. So, yeah, I could see that simply because they're – I mean, Matt Ryan's turning into Ben Roethlisberger. He's good at the, in the dome, but on the road, he's just meh. Mm-hmm. So, it could. Um, obviously, you're going to play all your stars, but I do have reservations about the Giants' defense too, though. I mean, their secondary is pretty good. So. Yeah, it, it, Atlanta's a hard hard one to stop because they're going to beat you no matter who they're playing against. I mean, they got three really good receivers. They got running backs coming out of the backfield. Austin Hooper's shown that he can do it this year. Yep. I mean, I, I think it's one of those offenses. It's just you can't really shut them down because they're going to find a way to beat you. For sure. Mm-hmm. Do you think Julio scores? I think. God, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go with smart money. He scored, what has he scored, two in the last eight 18 or 24 games or yeah. something like that. Yeah, is there the like, most yards to start a season without touchdown. Can you win MVP Jeez. if you just get 2,000 yards? Yes. Okay. Yes. No touchdowns. <laughs> that's more, that's, that's <laughs> more MVP. <laughs> <laughs> it's more impressive than anything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you start, do you start yeah. Tevin Coleman and Edo Smith? I think you can put Coleman as RB2 and Edo as an uh, flex. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think that's the way I would play it personally. As someone that started Ronald Jones last week, you can start anyone. Say start start Tevin Coleman. I'm done. I'm done being risky. Uh, I Gosh. picked up Edo Smith for tons of fab because I I just like the insurance policy. I'm pretty deep at running mm-hmm. back, and I thought he was a real nice. You're guaranteed to have a RB two the whole year. I'll take it. See the one interesting point I saw is so Atlanta will have Coleman as a free agent at the end of the year. Yep. Devonta Freeman is on IR right now. Yep. Edo Smith, they drafted, they like. Do you get you give him a little bit more run to really to see what you have? He's been effective. I mean, he's a goal line back. Yes. So I, I mean, I want the vulture. I, I yeah, I agree. He could if he gets twelve to fifteen carries a game and gets fifty yards and a touchdown, you're happy. Yep. That's all I need. And that's good. That's good for running back in today's NFL right yeah, now. Definitely. Yeah, someone who has a bunch of high-end running backs and no backups, I want Edo Smith really bad. Mm-hmm. Cool. So that's the games this week. We're going to move on to a game that we like to call Buy, Sell, Drop. Buy, Sell, Drop, round one. Edo Smith. Tevin Coleman. Dalvin Cook. Justin, who you got? <laughs> well, I essentially dropped Dalvin Cook, so I'm going to just roll with that. <laughs> um, I'm going to sell Tevin Coleman high. Yep. And go me buy me some Edo Smith. Even mm. though I just said that he's like Ronald Jones. But hey, I he's probably more talented. Yeah, definitely. So I'm all about value with this. I am going to uh, drop Edo Smith to make someone spend their fab. I'm going to sell Tevin Coleman because I think he's worth more than Edo Smith on the market right now. I'm going to buy Dalvin Cook because I can get him for nothing. And if he shows up at all, weeks four, weeks 10 through 16, golden for the playoffs. That's what I'm going to play. It. Hmm. So I'm, I guess I differ with both of you guys. I'm buying Coleman, so we're on the opposite side of that coin. Um, 
I think he's the biggest playmaker out of the backfield. And for whatever reason, they just haven't been designing plays. And I think part of that is having Calvin Ridley. Mm -hmm. I think he's stealing a little bit of Coleman's thunder here. But, I mean, he's a big play away. He hasn't really gotten the touchdowns this year. But, I mean, he's pretty for sure going forward, I think. I think you can, you might be able to talk the other guy down a little bit, saying, hey, you know, Ito Smith is there. He's not going to get all those touchdowns. He's not worth that to you, what you think he is. But with that, I'm selling Smith, too. I mean, if you picked him up off of waivers and you can flip him for something else you need more than a running back, I mean, I think that's the way I would go, and I would drop Cook just because I like the other two names a little bit more. But I see your point. Picking up Cook for the playoffs is not a bad play. Either. Yeah. So, Lad, you're selling Coleman. Steve, you're buying Coleman. Lad, mm-hmm. what do you want from Steve in this trade? What's a player type you would expect to get for Tevin Coleman right now? Um... Are we factoring just straight up this year PPR. Straight up this year PPR. I would. You know who I might want to get as far as you're that not getting goes? Sony Michelle. Uh, <laughs> no, I would. I mean, that's you would be a fool to do that <laughs> trade, right? So I think if I was going to do anything, I would ask. I mean, Tevin Coleman for you'll laugh, but Pat Mahomes. I mean, it's a quarterback. Oh. You're getting a running. Steve, back would you do that trade? I probably would not. Okay. I have I have enough. I think there's enough running backs out there that are similar to Coleman that I probably wouldn't give him up for that. But I mean, I could see packaging. Did you see someone doing? That? I, I could see, I could someone, see someone doing that. Yeah, especially with uh, Pat Mahomes mm-hmm. starting to come down. It seems like he's kind of leveling out to four touchdowns again. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. I think you sell high. That's that's the perfect sell high, sell high situation. It's like Tevin Coleman for Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. All right. Next one is quarterbacks. Buy, sell, drop. Ben Roethlisberger, Mitch Trubisky, Philip, eighteen kids, Rivers. <laughs> Steve, who you got? I'm selling Big Ben. I think those home road splits are just hard to hard to play with too much. Um, I, I'm buying Rivers. Just consistent, nice and easy. They they know they need to throw a decent amount, and both of those running backs are getting receptions out of the backfield too. And I'm dropping Trubisky. Just it's a couple weeks. It's been amazing for him, but is it really something you trust to keep up? Uh, I am going to use your reason to drop Trubisky as the reason to sell Trubisky because I think there is someone who has a mm-hmm. quarterback they're mad at, or is maybe Jimmy Garoppolo's owner. And they saw six touchdowns, and they saw high-scoring offense, and they're like, I want me some Mitch Trubisky. So I'm going to sell him while he is high on value. I'm going to buy Philip Rivers because Philip Rivers is always good. And he is – like his touchdown-to-interception ratio is insane right now. He's absolutely tearing it mm-hmm. up, and people are kind of forgetting about him. And I'll drop Big Ben because I don't think I can get a lot back for him because people are knowing about his bad upcoming road ahead of games, so I'd, I'd get rid of him. Yeah, I don't know how many people know about. I mean, everyone knows that Big Ben does yeah. meh, but I would still sell him because he's been he's been throwing the ball to Antonio and Juju. Allegedly, Le'Veon's coming Monday. back next week. Um, I think you can sell Big Ben. I wouldn't necessarily drop. Him. I think you can get something. Do you think you get more from Big Ben or Mr. Risky? You could. Big Ben name value. Yeah, I mean when I think when I think Mitch Trubisky, I think of bad tweets and overpaying for quarterbacks. Uh, I think of six touchdowns. 
Or I'm hoping they well, think it's a funny thing in our league. Our league of record, Trubisky's still on the he's available. Um, free yes, agent. Yeah. <laughs> and hopefully Matt doesn't listen to this because he's probably better than anybody Matt's going to have to play this week. Yep. <laughs> Sad but true, yes. Um, I think we're all in agreement you're going to buy Philippe. Yeah. Um, yeah. Drop the trub. Wide receiver time. So. Buy, sell, drop. Mike Evans. Odell Beckham. And Julio Jones. I am going to buy Odell Beckham. I think people are low on him. They're low on Eli Manning. They think Saquon Barkley is taking over. They see Sterling Shepard getting seven targets a game. Give me OBJ. He's going to turn it on. Him and Eli will figure it out. I'm not worried about that. I would take him in the long term. I'm going to sell Julio Jones. Uh, doesn't have a touchdown, but he has a bunch of yards. In a PPR <laughs> league, I think he's worth a lot. And I think you can get a lot back for him, especially if you're worried about Cal Bradley sticking around. And when Mo Sanu gets uh, back, him getting some drops in targets. And I'm going to drop Mike Evans because uh, out of the three, I think he is too high to buy and not high enough to sell. Steve, what do you got? Um, so, as the OBJ owner, I'm I'm not selling him. Dang it. Because he... <laughs> you tried. Uh I think he is a second later in the season. He'll come on. I mean, he'll burn. He's just hasn't really been able to take that one slant to the house this year, which he's done in the past so well. And I think most of that's due to Eli than anything, but I mean, he's getting the targets. He's at like at least 10 targets every single week. It's just a matter of if they're going four yards at the line of scrimmage. Was it last week he had like, or was it two weeks ago or something? He had like four receptions for 20 yards in the first three quarters yeah. or something stupid. So thank God for garbage time. Yeah. He got up to 10 points. But, I mean, you're just waiting for that one play that he can really just hit it and hit his foot yeah. in the ground and go. Um, I'd sell Julio just for value you're going to get for him name. I mean, he just – he's not getting those touchdowns. He's, he's putting up the big yards, but – He's got a safe floor, even if he's not getting those touchdowns. But those touchdowns, they call it pay dirt for a reason. And as much as I don't like it, I drop Evans just for the fact of he's just not quite as good as the other two. So you guys tend to agree with each other 100%. I hmm. am your opposite, except for I'll start with my drop of Evans. I mean, it's pretty obvious. I own Evans. I was in trade discussions last night. He came up and... Was gonna be, uh, he was going to be in there, and I was going to get Kareem Hunt and T.Y. Hilton, and then and there was also going to be uh, LaShawn McCoy. So um, it was a tough sell because even he wasn't very comfortable with taking Evans again. So uh, he's definitely the least talented of the three. But I'm going to buy me some Julio. I love me some Julio. Listen, it, it, it's hard to say what the deal is, but I have to think that as a player as talented as Julio Jones, the touchdowns are going to come. I just don't know when or how or why. I'm how hoping. How many years have we been saying that for? Here's what I'm, here's what I'm hoping, right? If I'm buying Julio, what is more likely? He's not going to score or him starting to score when your playoffs roll around? Yeah. Sure. I mean, I, I would take sure. that chance. So. Um, as far as Odell Beckham goes, I'm only selling because I think that he still has value. I mean, Odell Beckham's still good. I'm not going to drop him. My only problem with Odell is his Eli Manning starting the football. I mean, out of all three of those scenarios, you could replace these names with Eli Manning. You could do their quarterbacks, too. I mean, 
the best quarterback Julio has. The worst quarterback is Win- well. Eesh. Winston's pretty good. I mean, I'd say Eli is less less good than Winston. And at I, least it, to getting the ball out. My problem is look at the stats since Jameis came back though. He's not looking for Evans. Julio is wide receiver six so. right now. He is mm-hmm. with yeah. no touchdowns. Antonio Brown has six touchdowns. Yeah, absolutely. You know, he's actually not getting a ton of targets either. Nine, nine, well, okay, first week, 19, 9, 6, 12, 9, 14. Targets. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's doing some work with what he's getting. He's doing well. So let me tell you, yeah. let me tell you, what do you guys want for Julio? I'm buying. What do you want? Um, I want an RB1 if I'm getting rid of Julio and probably a mm-hmm. bench wide receiver also. So I would be, mm-hmm. okay, how about this? Uh, I would want... Dalvin Cook and Keenan Allen for Julio Jones. So, okay. what about Dalvin Cook and Mike Evans? Oh no! What would it take to sell Julio and get Evans in return? What are you looking for? Do you still need an RB one or is it RB two? RB one. I mean, I, I'm not talking about. I'm not talking in our league. No, yeah, yeah. Trade with uh, I'm just wondering. Uh, <laughs> it's funny Evans and Fournette. Players, but. I would probably do. Evans yeah. and Fournette. Or like Evans and Lev Bell mm. and another player. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. Yeah, Evans has definitely had a bad couple weeks. And he has a for sure. awful schedule. Yeah, awful schedule. I'm not happy his, right now. His cornerback matchups are just gross the rest of the year. Yeah. yeah, he's turning back into the guy I drafted yeah, exactly. last year. All right, last buy, sell, drop. Lev Bell, Sony Michelle, David Johnson L. Buy, sell, drop. Do you like my rhyming? <laughs> I, I was on the fly. I didn't know if I was good or not. Justin, what are you doing? Um, I'm buying Michelle. I know the Michelle owner refuses to sell. Yeah. So... <laughs> Um, I'm going to sell <laughs> Lev Bell. Listen, the hype is he's coming back. He's going to be doing this and that. Listen, I don't know what's going to happen in that situation because I think it's going to be very hard for you to sit a guy that is RB, what, mm-hmm. what is he, RB? He's in the top, what is he, RB three? three? I mean, mm-hmm. they're going to be sharing. I just don't think you can send that talented of a player to the bench. Best case mm-hmm. scenario I think of is they move Le'Veon Bell to the slot or something and James Conner stays in a running back. But I don't know. Mm-hmm. And then out, out of those two, you just drop David Johnson simply because the other two are better. Steve, what are you doing? I'm actually buying Johnson. I I think he's got a great floor. I think his his value is low enough right now that you're not giving up the farm to get him. And I feel like that's the best value in this situation. Uh, I'm selling Michelle right now because his price is high and I have him in every league I'm in. He's my guy and I won't sell him for basically anything unless a stupid offer comes up. And then I'm dropping Le'Veon Bell for what Justin said. I think it's a timeshare. I don't think it's the dominate the 25, 30 touches a game that he's used to getting. I think he's going to do a lot with 15 touches a game, but you can't just bench Connor right now. It's there. It's a two headed monster out of that backfield when he comes back. Which is what he wanted. Uh, y'all are wrong on Lev Bell, 100%. And I keep telling people this, and I keep getting arguments that they don't want to believe me. Let me read you D'Angelo Williams' stat lines when he took over for Lev Bell. Ready? 
26 for 143, two touchdowns, 32 for 94. Six receptions for 28, four for 38 and a touchdown. Does that sound like RB1? You got to look at the yards per carry. That yards per carry is now. 5.5, 2.9. Is that RB1? And for two weeks, yeah. Yeah. He was. Uh, that was 2016. Uh, what was the other? Here was that 2015. 2015. Uh, let's see. 21 for 127. 20 for 77 and three okay. touchdowns. 27 for 172 touchdowns. 26 for 134. 23 for 76, two touchdowns. 17 for 100, two touchdowns. Do you know what happened when Lev Bell was healthy? Nothing. Lev Bell started like he's- every single game. And he is the bell cow because Mike Tomlin only runs bell cows. If Lev Bell What's comes back, if Lev Bell comes back, he's going to be given the rock because they don't care about him long term because they're not going to resign him. So they're going to keep James Conner as healthy as they can for next year. Lev Bell is good. He's better than James Conner. They're going to start Lev Bell. I will buy Lev Bell today. Tweet traded Julio Jones for him and another player. Not straight up. No way, straight up. That's insane. <laughs> uh, I would sell Sony Michelle because his value is never going to be higher. If it's a one year league, I don't care. I'll, I'll sell him. And Dave Johnson's bad, so I'll drop him. All right. Was the pun in, was the pun necessary? <laughs> what? What bell? bells? The bell cow back. He is the bell cow back. It's it's named after him. You didn't know that. <laughs> All right. This is a new game we're starting. It's called Who Do You Trust? Which player? Would you start at this position here on out? We're going to start with Jordan Howard and Mark Ingram in the flex. This is PPR. Jordan Howard, Mark Ingram in the flex. Justin, who you got? Oh, I'm taking Ingram all day. I mean, I like Howard. Depends on if Howard gets traded, not to the Eagles. But uh, just the play calling is infuriating as someone that – I mean, I, I, was, I was never high on Howard to start the year. I gave him away to Steve. Um, just the play calling is I'd be pissed if I was in honestly yeah. with that as a Howard owner it's rough but I traded Kenyon Drake and Matt Breda for him I still don't feel bad I still like Howard uh, I agree with you I'd take Mark Ingram in the flex as a uh, owner of Alvin Kamara and Mark Ingram I can't wait to double double start those guys every week here on out so give me Ingram in the flex all year Steve oh I'm going Ingram he's got a more more solid set on the field you know when he's going to do, what he's going to play, the offense he's in. And I just, it almost looks like Howard's being phased out. He dropped a fumble on the goal line last week, too. So, As the champion of our league, were you asking our advice for your fantasy team? No. I never ask you. <laughs> I never ask the last place person and you for advice. Uh, <laughs> I would just tank if I were you. Would, would a harder test have been Calvin Ridley, Mark Ingram? Who would yeah, you have taken? Definitely. Uh, I, no. Ingram. Kevin Ridley's a flash in the pain. Yeah, I would still take Mark Ingram. I would go Ridley. Because how, how are you going to cover Ridley and Julio in that offense? Well, you just don't cover I Julio. Mean, they're on the, the field zone, at the same time. And you cover Kevin Ridley in the red zone. <laughs> <laughs> ben, don't break off in defense. Uh, the ball is the defense for Julio in the yeah. red zone. Like, oh, get away from me. Get away. <laughs> well, just in the end zone, in the red zone. He must think the red zone is yeah. literally like lava. Like, I think everyone told him that. And Steve Sarkeesian is drunk still. So he's like, yeah, no, it's still lava. You're fine. You know what's, you know what's funny, though, when you. When you look back on that NFC Championship game, the the play call was a pass to Julio in the end zone. Yeah, 
the same player that that can't. It, it blows my mind. Yeah. And they try to get him the ball, and it just doesn't happen. Yep, it's uh, it's mm-hmm. not meant to be. Uh, so okay, so Calvin Ridley and Mark Ingram, you would have thought that was a better. All right, well, you guys can like leave notes for me until this thing starts. Yeah, well, we leave we leave all creative content to you. Okay, good. I just bash you. It's more fun. All right, round two of this game. It's too easy. Uh, T.Y. Hilton and God damn it, you guys all pick the same one again. Okay, T.Y. Hilton or Kenny Galladay <laughs> in wide receiver two. Who are you taking? All right. You know what? I'm gonna switch it on you guys just to be the contrary. Yeah, I have to be. I'm gonna. Okay, so initially I was gonna say Galladay, but apparently T.Y. Hilton is back. Yeah, he's back. Listen, Andrew Luck is chucking the ball 51 times. What's more likely? Is Kenny Galladay going to get more looks, or is T.Y., a.k.a. the only freaking target Andrew Luck has that can walk? Because I swear, I see Ebron, and he looks like he's on his last leg. Um, Did you see his injury report last week? It was like shoulder, ankle, <laughs> thigh, and elbow. Yeah, it's, like, he's I don't. He's just like a walking mummy out it's there. bad. Listen, T.Y., if T.Y. Mm-hmm. is playing, it's going to be T.Y. My only reservation is... Is he going to be back this week? Because um, I do like Ty. I was trying to buy him yesterday, and uh, I almost got the deal done. But I was—I didn't think he was going to play this week, and I'm probably wrong. Yeah, I think he's off the injury report as of today. Most recently, I know he, he was practicing full. Yeah, you should try to make that trade again. I should, but I don't <laughs> think. Well, it's Riggs. He might go for it. Yeah, I mean, he probably would. Don't listen to this podcast, Riggs. Uh, Galladay and T.Y. Hilton are tied right now for points uh, going into this point of the season. Uh, the remaining games projected is 97 for T.Y. Hilton, 134 for Kenny Galladay. I think Andrew Luck is spreading the ball around more than you think he is, and I think Kenny Galladay is getting way more target share than uh, a lot of the other people in Detroit. It's like him and Golden Tate, and that's it. Uh, and Matt Stafford throws the ball. Like, Stafford gets it's the ball out there. I don't think you're wrong. It's just, I mean, didn't Luck have, like, 60 passes two weeks ago? Yeah. Yeah, he has the most passes mm-hmm. in the NFL. But that means he's getting it to more targets is how I'm seeing it also. That's true. Uh, yeah. So I'm going to take Matt Stafford's favorite guy, Kenny Galladay. I like the red zone usage, and Galladay is the main reason here. I, I don't know that we've seen uh, Andrew Luck be able to throw deep as much. So that's where T.Y. Hilton feeds, and if he's not getting those long passes for the touchdowns and the 70-yard runs and all that, I mean, I think that hurts his value, where Kenny Galladay is a big player in the end zone. He's a great possession guy. He's going to come down with the ball for you. He's got the size that Hilton doesn't have. My only thing is is, um, you think Andrew Luck can't throw long anymore, and I, I was in that boat, but I did watch him play the Texans. And there was two passes that traveled more than 30 yards, which I didn't expect to see when I watched it. And they looked like they were perfectly thrown balls, and one of them was to some no-name receiver. So I think Luck is slowly getting that arm strength back. But um, do you know who had the highest yeah, arm strength and, in Madden until Josh Allen came in? <laughs> Matt, Stafford. And, or, uh, Matt Stafford. Matt Stafford. Matt Stafford. This is true. Dude slings it. The thing... The thing with Luck not throwing deep, I don't know if that's necessarily his arm health. It's the offensive line. Oh, yeah, line. for sure. And that's that's where you're watching it, and you're like, okay, well, it's just quick, 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 quick. Well, they need to set that play up. They have no run game to put a play action deep pass if up. You, and so if Andrew Luck became a Cincinnati Bengal, would, they, would you pick them to go to the Super Bowl? No, because Andy Dalton's playing better than Andrew Luck right now. Okay. I thought you were going to say Marvin Lewis, but... <laughs> 
No, because Vontez Perfect <laughs> will murder someone on the field and <laughs> everything will be over at that point. So, so who, I guess we could even do this. We could bring this one back up, I guess. Would you rather have the rest of the way Andrew Dalton or Andrew Luck? Uh, Dalton. I'm going to go, I'm gonna give go me Luck simply because I think he's going to pass more. Mm-hmm. His last three weeks have just been fire in that defense. Can I read you off uh, Andrew Luck's opponents? I I was hoping you weren't going to. Yeah, let's hear him. She's got Jacksonville yeah, a couple twice. times. Uh, Jacksonville twice. Houston, Miami, Tennessee, Dallas, Giants, Tennessee again. Yeah, I'm starting Joe Flacco over Andrew Luck. That's rough. Who was the other player? Say? Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton's Russell Lewis. Uh, Kansas yeah. City, Tampa Bay, New Orleans, Baltimore, Cleveland, Denver, Chargers, Oakland, Cleveland, Pittsburgh. I'd say about half of those are RB, nice. uh, QB1s, at least. Whereas mm-hmm. Luck, I think a third, maybe. Fast Wait, rough. here, you want, want, you want a bold prediction, by Two. the way? I love them. Uh, Des Bryant will be a Colt by the end of the year. I said it. I Yikes! They're I, desperate. Wow. Would... That is desperate. They're desperate. I mean, I... I if you watch those games, those receivers, those look like people that shouldn't even be playing in the NFL. Like they should be on a practice squad. <laughs> Who, the Cowboys? The fact that they, uh, <laughs> or the Cowboys. I mean, the simple fact that they're even close in these games, or not even close, I mean, it's relative, right? But yeah. um, the fact that he makes, he's making just, I don't know how he's making it happen. But he, he's getting him the ball. I don't know how he's doing it, but I just think he's still well, good. Well, if he throws 60 times, like eventually one will work. Hmm. <laughs> Yeah, numbers like, games. Like if you ask out a hundred girls, you'd hope one would say. Yeah, one's got to say yes, or you just switch to dudes. <laughs> <laughs> one of them say yes. All right, Leonard well, Fournette, Dalvin Cook, RB two the rest of the way. Who are you taking? Steve, I'm gonna let you. I'll beat this one. I, I'm going Fournette. I just want him to be healthy. No. Um. Yeah, I'm going to go Fournette. I mean, but it's a gamble. I mean, they're both injured players, so assuming that, I'll go Fournette. Yeah, I'm going to go Dalvin Cook. I think Dalvin Cook's PPR floor helps him out, and Leonard Fournette's soft tissue issue is scary. It's a hard pass for me. Isn't isn't Cook dealing with the ligament, though? Isn't that kind of soft tissue? Yeah, I mean, whatever. (laughs) Yeah, hamstring. I think hamstring is scarier, though. It's just easier to pull again than uh, than what Cook's dealing with. I'm simply going based off of who I think the better line is. And I think mm-hmm. the Jaguars line's better than the true. Vikings That's line. True. That's very true. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think the Jags need to run the ball to win where the Vikings pass offense is so good. I don't. I think Cook's value is actually the receiver. Yeah, and Cook got a bunch of looks in that first week. So that's why I like him. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. The big one. QB won the rest of the year. Patty Mahomes, oh, everybody's favorite new boy. Or Aaron Rodgers, everyone's favorite old boy. I'm going to go Patty Mahomes, but... Uh, Still, I'm seldom if I haven't. Steve, I'll buy from you. <laughs> you know, I, I'm going Mahomes here because I think his weapons are actually better. Rodgers has like one and a half guys to throw to. And Mahomes, in that offense, you just don't know where they're going right now. And I think that's that's good. Here's my reasoning for Rodgers. Best quarterback in the NFL. Hey. So what he has around him doesn't really matter, to be honest. He can kind of do it with whoever. Mm-hmm. Let's go through... The schedule. Here's Pat Mahomes, remaining games. Cincinnati, tough defense. Denver, eh, whatever. Cleveland, we talked about that, pretty good secondary. Arizona, trash, uh, except Patrick Peterson. The Rams, rough. Oakland, trash. Baltimore, good. 
Chargers, eh. Seattle, eh. Oakland, eh. Right? Here is Aaron Rodgers. Rams, tough. New England, not tough. Miami, pretty tough. Seattle, not tough. Minnesota, very tough. Arizona, not tough. Atlanta, not tough. Chicago, eh, we've seen both. Jets, not tough. Detroit, not tough. Especially in the playoffs with the Jets in the semifinals and Detroit in the finals. Or, sorry, Jets in the finals, Chicago in the semifinals, and Atlanta in the first round. Give me Aaron Rodgers. I'm not going to argue with that. It's hard to argue. I mean, I think the one thing that I don't like about Rodgers necessarily this year is he's not quite as mobile as he True. Been. That is true. He did see that one run at the end of the game this yep. last week. But before that, I didn't really see him try to scramble, pick up that 10 yards. I mean, that's that's where his bread and butter, he'll have three or 400 rushing yards a year. And so far this season, he has yeah, They're starting to move that. him out of the pocket, which, I mean, is, which is what he likes to do. Yeah, he's he's getting healthier. That's yeah. that's a big I mean, you're not going to lose either one. Like, either one of them is good. Rodgers right. is more sick, right. though. I mean, Mahomes is still young. And it's Andy Reid. Andy Reid yeah. fall off at the end of the year. So I guess. All right, biggest surprise of the season. Uh, we're, you know, about halfway through. Third, whatever, two who wants, who wants to start this one off? Because uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and start it off here. So my, my good surprise of the year, Andy Dalton. I think coming into the year, the Red Rifle was a laughingstock in fantasy. No one was really thinking about drafting him, <laughs> and now he's top 10 quarterback all, every week. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Andy Dalton, for sure. On the exact opposite side of that is Derek Henry. Holy God, I can't believe how far he's fallen. Like, we talk about David Johnson not really showing up, but like we said, he has touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Derrick Henry should be the goal line back. He has one touchdown. I don't know mm-hmm. what's going on in Tennessee, but Derrick Henry is not anything. I, I dropped, I almost dropped him in Dynasty. That's how bad it is this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Derrick Henry. I, I probably would have picked him up. <laughs> yeah, then, right? I mean, someone would have put 20 bucks on him. Or someone ha- I mean, you, he's a starting running back, right? I mean, is he? <laughs> he might start, but he's not a starting running back. <laughs> I know, but the thing is, I just if he's out on waivers, I'm like, I'm my literally here's my thought process, right? If he's out there on waivers, I'm sitting there going, well, Deion Lewis is probably going to get hurt, so I guess. Right, you're more asking, what's the lowest I can spend to get him? Whereas like Edo yeah. Smith for me, it was like, what's the most reasonable I need to spend? Not like how can I lowball this? Like, eh, I put seven bucks on Derrick Henry, sure, why not? Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, Steve. Who's your surprises of the season? Surprising enough, I'm going with Patriots Whoa. here for both. Uh, James White is my good. I traded for him just as like an extra guy to get New Hopkins out of that Cream Hunt deal, and I used him for a week, and then I flipped him and Adrian Peterson to get. Um, oh wow! I brain farting here. Um, you did too many trades. You can't remember who you got. Alshon. I can't remember Alshon. All. Alshon, yeah. I got Alshon. And I kind of regret giving up White because he's been that yeah. good. Uh, he would be a great RB2. I would have been able to start him and uh, Michelle on the same team and really not felt bad about it. I mean, there's there's that much value in that backfield. And when the def- then when the roles are defined, we know what's going to happen. And it's a lot of points are worth it. My bad is also they're going to be Gronk. And I think that James White is taking away from Gronk. I don't know that Gronk is healthy. He's not doing Gronk things that you drafted him to do. And I think he's probably one of the bigger busts so far this year just because you're spending so much on him 
and he has really not been a game a difference maker for you, and you might have been able to pick somebody up that's been better than true. him right now. Yeah, I think it's totally true. Uh, Justin, who's your best yes, of the year? So my best of the year goes into Dynasty. You know, I, I'll be honest with you guys. I drafted James Conner for next year in Dynasty. Had no intention of that pick paying dividends year one. I took him in our in our dynasty because he was a waiver. He was essentially a free agent. Um, I mean, if you could have told me that James Conner, I mean, even if right, we knew Le'Veon Bell was going to be gone. If you would have told me that James Conner was going to be as good as he is, I the only reason why I would have said is because the offensive line is so good. But mm-hmm. I mean, he's. I think he's also legitimately just actually good. Yeah, he's been he's um, been lightened up. Yeah. As far as bad goes, um, there's so many to choose from. <laughs> but good God, how bad is Amari Cooper? Oh. <laughs> he's had a couple of weeks. That's the least, problem. Good luck yeah, guessing which problem. weeks they are. Oh, man, he had two touchdowns, and he has one one catch for 10 yards. And, mm-hmm. I, I, you know, and on here, I almost put – it was really close. I was going to put McCoy, but he's getting his groove back. Um. I also spent too much money on him. So now I think it's realistic that we could there could be a team out there who took Gronk at the end of round one, came back mm-hmm. and took McCoy. Jordan Howard or LaShawn McCoy, and then came back mm-hmm. and took Amari Cooper, and then came oh. back and took Derrick Henry. Like that's a reasonable draft, right? Pro- yeah. Probably on four. <laughs> probably or probably Owen, left. Owen six, what if what if they took Lev Bell round one? Oh and didn't get caught. Buddy. Then they you actually love, and then Bell or then Gronk coming yep. back around. Yeah. The first Bell, Bell mm-hmm. Gronk, McCoy, Howard. I not even oh. who Amari. I mean, Amari. Just yeah. Imagine. Oh God. I feel like that could have legitimately been anyone because I was high on Gronk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gronk looked good this year. That's bad. That's mm-hmm. awful. Oh, horror stories. It's October, folks. Spooktacular. Or or you could draft mm-hmm. AP and Rerice. Yeah. Yeah. Year they both got suspended. Elevators and sticks are great. <laughs> Uh right. Daily fantasy. Again, I use DraftKings. These other two kids use uh what is it, FanDuel? FanDuel. Yeah, Same so kind I'm gonna of go. different name. Yeah, you know, just different numbers. Uh so yeah. what what month is it? Oh right, it's Brocktober. So I'm gonna go Brock Osweiler, forty seven hundred bucks on DraftKings. He was quarterback six last week against Chicago's awesome defense. This week a much better matchup against Detroit. Give me Brock Osweiler, forty seven hundred dollars. Running back, Ido Smith, thirty eight hundred bucks. I don't think they've updated it yet. Let me take all of Edo Smith, uh, especially like we talked about earlier. He's a vulture back, so he's going to get a touchdown. John Brown, wide receiver, $5,700. New Orleans doesn't know how to stop fast guys. I'll take it. And tight ends, Uzoma, $3,400 for the Bengals. Steady Eddie, take him. Justin, here you go. All right, I'm going to go with no surprise here. My boy, Joe Flacco. Wacka Flacco uh, here's, here's what we got going on. New Orleans giving up 77% completions to quarterbacks. Oof. Uh, giving up an average of 2.2 touchdowns to Ooh. 0.4 interceptions in the game. Ooh. Nine yards in attempt. I'm going to roll with Flacco. Yeah. And I don't know what how, – how do you feel about this, Ben? I mean, it's all about owners. But I feel like in daily, yeah. if you're good, you have to pair your quarterback with the receiver. If you feel that confident Double in the up. quarterback, you have to start one of his receivers. Double dip. So I'm going to jump down here to Sneed. Um, I'm going to roll him out at $5,400. Um, like you said, number twos are going off against his defense. And uh, stats are not going to back my opinion up on this one. I'm going to roll out LaShawn McCoy from a volume ba- a volume based play here, sixty two hundred bucks for I think RB one level this week. Mm. 
And then uh, I own this player in Dynasty was horrendous to start the year. But since Baker Mayfield has started playing, David Njoku has been sneaky good. Yeah. 7, 11, and 12 targets the last three games, scored a touchdown, and Tampa Bay is horrible against tight ends. True. Got to play Njoku. If you want to double up with Brocktober, Albert Wilson is legit and cheap. Mm-hmm. Pick him up if you want to double dip mm-hmm. with Miami. Steve, what does your lineup look like? I talked about it a little bit earlier. Baker Mayfield's my quarterback Baker. right now. I still believe in Brita. Hopefully he's healthy this week. He's actually put up a nice floor almost every week, at least mm-hmm. 10 points. I know we go back and forth with that trade with Howard and Brita and yeah. Drake. I actually like Brita over Howard, and I'm yep. glad I made that. Um, Baker is $7,100 in FanDuel. Brita is at 62 Going below Brita, I just didn't feel very comfortable with any of those guys. They're all dart throws. I think Brita's at least got a good floor. Uh, I'm going to throw a name out there, Chris Godwin. I wanted to talk about him earlier and forgot. He is actually over the season 13, 16.6, 16.4, 4.2, and 17.6 points a week. That is 21 receptions, 249 receiving yards, and four receiving touchdowns. That's pretty good. I picked him up as I was doing my research on him. Uh, Godwin is $6,400 in FanDuel. And then I like George Kittle. I think having a difference maker at tight end, and I think that's about the best place to go and attack yeah. the Rams that yep. we've seen. I think Jared, Jared Cook had that game yeah. against them. Um, that's that's where I would go. And I think as another wide receiver, like Justin said, you pair somebody up with Baker uh, to get those extra points. And maybe then Joku, I, I was surprised by your uh, your target stats that you posted. That's pretty impressive yeah, for good. a tight end. Baker likes to mm-hmm. check down. All right, so mm-hmm. this is the last part of the show. It's our weekly little uh, try not to lose, try to win, and who you should look at on the waiver wire. So who that you normally start should you sit this week so you don't lose? Lad, let's start with you. Um, unpopular opinion. like I think we talked about earlier, if you drafted Sonny Michelle, you probably drafted him late. So mm-hmm. you probably drafted other running backs earlier. Mm. Um, I would start David Johnson over Sonny Michelle this week if that's the type of situation we're looking at. For sure. Unpopular. I mean, obviously he's a stud, so if you don't have a better option, then you play him. But they, it's the Bears. They're good. Drake looked good last week, yes, but like I said, Miami's a different beast at home, so I'm sitting Michelle if I can. Yeah. Uh, I'm kind of along the same lines. Mark Ingram's the guy you probably drafted middle, early rounds, even though he's suspended. Uh, Ravens are the type of defense that will shut down that type of running back, so I'm sitting Mark Ingram this week. Right. I am sitting Will Fuller. I've loved him earlier in the year. His connection with quarterback is just great. But ever since it seems like Kiki Kuti came around, he is not getting the volume he was getting before. And I think defenses are starting to get wise to him going down the field and they're playing for that. So I would sit with Fuller. I agree with you on Fuller. I do think he'll be back here in a couple of weeks, but uh, he's been Mm -hmm. horrendous the last two. Yeah. All right. Mm -hmm. Someone usually out of your starting lineup. Who are you starting this week to win? Lad, let's start with you. Um, I guess out of the starting lineup, I'm going to go Sneed. Um, Sneed was was on the waivers in every league I was in. So going Sneed against that, what's the opposite? What's the opposite word of staunch or good um just awful. atrocious awful just the literally awful awful <laughs> awful atrocious Stevens? atrociously bad new orleans saint stevens buccaneerish defense 
There you go. Steve, this week? I am starting the Broncos running backs, Lindsey and Freeman. I'm firing both of them up as at least an RB2. Uh, that's the how you attack Arizona. Their offensive line is actually pretty good at run blocking. I am going to take them in a high-scoring, well, a Thursday night game, which we seem that the defense seems more sloppy than the it's offense be weird, usually. Yeah, and, yeah, and I, I think you can fire both of those guys up with confidence yeah. this week. Uh, I'm going to go with Buck Allen. I think there is going to be a good chance of a red zone uh, running touchdown, and it's going to be Buck Allen taking it. So give me some Buck. Last mm-hmm. part of the show. Uh, we're going to leave you with some people you should pick up this week before they go off on Sunday. Justin, who you got? Picked up Willie Sneed for free. I, you know, if you wouldn't know any better, you'd think I'm like Willie Willie Sneed's agent. You love Willie Sneed? Yeah. How many? How much money do you have in Willie Sneed? <laughs> I I have him in every league, in every single league, and he's starting in every league. Wow. In my FanDuel, um, I Willie Sneed, if you're listening, um. Let's get lunch sometime. I'll pay. <laughs> don't screw me over and don't tell my wife. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, listen, here, here's why. I mean, I, not only has he is the target share there for him. Listen, here's his, here's some notable matchups along the way in the last three or in the playoffs. He's playing against New Orleans. Pittsburgh's pass defense, which is, well, lackluster. Oakland, Atlanta, Tampa Bay, Kansas City, and the Chargers. Um, wow, he's leading. He's lead, he's tied in the lead with receptions for uh, John Brown as well. So that's you. You pair those together, and I feel pretty comfortable picking him up for what I got him for. Yeah, Joe Flacco's looking good too. That's a good choice. Steve, give us some names. I'm going to pair a couple guys together here. Uh, Chris Godwin and OJ Howard. Mm. I think that defenses need to key on Deshaun Jackson and Evans. Evans a little bit. Yeah. I think I think they need to be keyed on, so I think that leaves a little bit more underneath open. I mean, Jackson's stretching the field, taking that away, and you you got both of these guys open over the middle because the other guys have so much attention towards them. Um, Howard, if you need a tight end, if he's still out there, he shouldn't be, but he could be in, in your league. You should probably check it. Uh, I mean, both of these guys are in the red zone threats just because they can't cover everybody, and I think Jameis is, enough, is good enough to pass the ball around to everybody. And I also went with Christian Kirk as well for the – the Arizona Cardinals. I think that they have a rookie connection with Josh Rosen. He seems to be his favorite target, and he's he's been playing a little bit of slot, a little bit outside, and it looks like they're getting creative and trying to get him the ball because they know he's a playmaker. Uh, he has also gotten a nice floor, and I think his ceiling, especially in a keeper league, could be someone that you're looking at keeping for a year or two down the road Definitely. too. So get him before he goes off anymore because he's actually been pretty good the last couple weeks. So- I know that you said we were going to be done, but I have one question for you. Yeah. Does the coach get fired this week? And if so, who? No. I don't think so yet. I think if Vance Joseph loses, Vance Joseph is gone. Whoa. Hmm. That'd be weird. Mid-season's weird. Mid-season's always (laughs) weird, but you got to call your shot. And listen, the way last year went and the way this year's going, I, I think... I, I'm going to backtrack from earlier. I think if Vance Joseph loses this football game, it's a mini bye week. This is the time you get your your interim head coach time to install whatever he's going to install. I think uh, I think Case Keenum loses his job before Vance Joseph. It's a risky proposition. So is it was it going to be uh, Chad Kelly? Yeah, yeah, they were cheering like crazy when he came out when Case went out for the 
um, they didn't know it at the time. They thought he was just coming in, but Case had a concussion protocol. Chad Keller came out to do a kneel, and everybody freaked out like he was going to play the second half. And hmm. nope, mm-hmm. just hurt. Yeah, yeah. Uh, something earlier that we were going back and forth with Adam Gase and Brock Osweiler. Osweiler was drafted by the Broncos in 2012. Adam Gase was the offensive coordinator for 2013, 2014. Nice. Okay. And so they they did have overlap, but I don't think that was the we were we were talking about the year that he played. Gase yeah. was not there. So he still did train him up so, though, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so he's familiar yeah. with him. So I just wanted um, to point that out, and I've been waiting the whole show. Yeah, yeah. That. The player <laughs> um, I think you should pick up uh, is Mr. Cole Beasley. Uh, I like anybody who is the target on third and medium, and I think Cole Beasley is that guy in Dallas. He's going to look at you know seven to ten reception uh, targets. So he'll get you five and fifty, no problem. Go go, Cole Beasley. Before the year started, actually, Ice claimed that he was going to lead the Cowboys in receiving yards and have a thousand yard receiving this year. He might do one of those plays out. Yeah, he could lead the Cowboys receiving, not get to a thousand. I think you'll see more games like the one he had going forward, and I like that call. I think he's the most consistent receiver. He's the only one right now on that team. Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Any other thoughts? Um, no, not really. So yeah, good. Yeah. Ready for a week? We've been talking for a long time. Ready for week seven. Yeah, thanks for sticking with us. We hope you guys have a good week. We know we will. Uh, enjoy your week seven. See you next Vance time. Joseph won't. <laughs> Sorry.